today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. We certainly heard about what happened with uh, Tony Clement last week and uh, his situation that uh, came to our attention when it appeared that he was being extorted uh, from somebody who he had shared online messages and images with. Uh, we thought that may be the end of it, but no, it appeared that uh, once the first domino fall uh, fell, uh, there was more situations of this. Uh, why do harmless likes and messages from older men cross the line? What is that line? Where are the boundaries? Let's bring in Theo Sellis, registered family therapist, president of Integrity Works. He is with us now. Theo, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. You're welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. And you? Very well. It's a nice welcome change from our usual way of communicating, which is sexting. <laughs> oh, sorry, right? Shh, sorry. Shh. Hey, the mic's on. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I'm going to guess that you're in a similar scenario that I am in the sense that you have students. I have followers. I, I have a professional Facebook page, which is just a Facebook page like anybody else's in the sense, <laughs> except that I accept everybody because it's it's a promotional tool. Uh, I'm guessing with a politician, it's kind of the same thing. You're going out there with the big net, but where is the line? And because you are, quote, a follower or whatever, does that, does that mean you can comment? Where, where do you, where's the line here? So many things you've just said that you want me to comment on. All right, I'm going to turn the mic off and I'll come back in a half an hour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you know, it's a, it's a number of interesting questions. And, and you're right, I, I have... Um, you know, I have a Facebook page uh, and I have a LinkedIn page, but one difference is that I don't allow uh, current students to uh, be my friend on Facebook, uh, but I allow them to be connection with me on LinkedIn. And so the line here is uh, clearly indicating that one is a personal relationship. We're not friends. There is a power difference here between myself as a professor and you as a student, whereas if it's uh, LinkedIn, we're clearly talking about uh, maybe work connections. They have dreams, I suppose, that maybe connecting with me will help them get employment. I tell them that that's not likely to be the case. Uh, but it sets a particular line. So the line here is, um, is, there, you know, is there any chance that my connection, or in this case, your connection, or in uh, this case, a politician's connection, could it cross not necessarily legal boundaries, because just because something's legal doesn't mean it's ethical. The question is, could it cross ethical boundaries uh, open the door for exploitation, uh, abuse of power on, on both parties, but especially in this case, the professional. Is there, is there a risk for harm? So the idea is to evaluate this in terms of risk for harm. What's the potential? And if there's potential, uh, then you need to do everything you can to minimize that risk and, and, and draw a boundary and saying this, this kind of behavior isn't appropriate. Not necessarily because it's not legal. In this case, there was nothing legal. There's nothing illegal, I should say, about, uh, I guess, following women on Instagram, liking their pictures, whatever. But the question is, could it create the scenario uh, where you or the other person could be harmed? And in this case, that failed to meet that particular criteria. There's, in this case, it looked like there was an issue where uh, someone could be exploited. In this particular case, it was him. Does it matter if uh, you're friends or not, or if you're following someone's page? Uh, if you shouldn't say it, you shouldn't say it anyway. Or is it just creepy because the fr- it seems to be the de- it's the degree of friend and how far down you are that ch- on that chain, whether this is acceptable or not? Well, I, you know, it gets blurry. What's, what's considered to be a friend? I think everyone knows that just because 
you are a quote unquote friend, say on Facebook, doesn't mean that you're friends. Right. And so uh, I think that if you have a particular social media account, and uh, I think you know there is a certain element of potential hypocrisy there, saying, "Well, uh, you know, I put up all these pictures hoping to get <laughs> likes, and I got a bunch of likes, and it turns out this guy, you know, has this other stuff. Oh, I'm so exploited." And I think you know, like if you are trying to get likes, you get likes, and if you're not comfortable with a particular person liking you well then you have the option of being able to block that person and say quote unquote you're not my friend anymore or just not respond or whatever like i said block them the question is is there any possible harm there to you for blocking him so in other words is there a relationship where uh somehow implicit in there is if i block this person from liking my posts or connecting with me is there possible damage say to my career could he do harm to me is there is there kind of a risk am i fully free be able to make that choice to be able to disconnect from that particular person. If the question is, no, I'm not fully free to disconnect from that person, then there's this possibility of there's an issue of a power differential and possible exploitation. And that's where the, the professional in this case shouldn't get himself or herself involved in that situation where there could be question uh, as to whether or not someone was fully free to end that relationship. Well, this creates an issue because everyone has a different, um, perhaps a different uh, definition of what a friend is. Well, friends, but we're really not friends. Um, And do you think everybody views this differently? Well, you said you were my friend, so I'm going to comment on your pictures. Well, again, there's no no rule that says you can't comment on pictures. So it's you have like an open profile, I have an open Facebook profile. People can are free to comment and like all they want. If I'm uncomfortable, I can just, you know, block them. I don't have to respond to them. I don't have to include them as a friend because I'm free to do that. There's no, there's no risk to me to offend a particular person because of somehow my career, my, you know, some sort of my, you know, personal status somehow in the community isn't affected by that. I'm free to do that. Uh, when you, when you're in a position of power and you're in a position of a public uh, persona, you know, whether you're a, a radio host or a professor or a politician you have more of a risk. You have more of a responsibility for people to call into question as to whether or not your behavior is ethical, whether you're exploiting people because, you know, maybe you're implying that if they have a relationship with you, you might be able to further their career somehow. So you have to be really careful about putting yourself in that position. You know, it's an interesting example. It used to be okay, for instance, for students and professors to date. Uh, Now it is no longer okay for professors and students to date because Mm -hmm. it's seen that there is risk for harm. You know, obviously, uh, you wouldn't want to be in a position where uh, someone would say, well, uh, I'm only going to give you an A if you sleep with me. Nor do you want to be in a position where someone would say, if you don't give me an A, I'm going to tell everyone that you slept with me. So the idea is to remove yourself from that dangerous, potential dangerous risk for harm. Uh, take the steps required in order to protect both yourself and the people that you're uh, connection with. I always tell my students, ethics aren't there just to protect the you know, the people from the professional, they're also there to protect the professional as well as the people that they have connections to. Do people confuse networking with personal relationships? All, all the time. Like, where is the line? There isn't, that's the whole point. There isn't a particular clear line. Uh, and, but that's, that's pretty standard anyway. Uh, in any relationship, it's, you could have, outside of social networking, you could have a situation where someone thinks you're more than friends. One person thinks you're just friends. Another person thinks that you're having some sort of more personal relationship. With social media, you're inviting everyone to take part in this uh, kind of arrangement. And, of course, there's going to be less clarity. 
Does it matter what site you're on? Are some sites to be more personal than others? I mean, Instagram. I, imagine, I mean, Tinder. Tinder is probably more personal. Than Instagram. <laughs> I guess that's fair game. Huh? <laughs> Tinder. There you go. Uh, has anybody checked any politicians' ca- accounts there? No, never mind. Um, no, but I'm thinking of something like an Instagram site where uh, obviously you know it's about pictures and la 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 la. Does it matter? Is one more personal than the other? Well, but then again, it's up to you what you share, right? Yeah, it's up to you what you share. If you start sharing pictures of your near naked body, I suppose, that doesn't necessarily mean it necessarily is very personal. You may not really care about that. It might be more personal for you to share, you know, stories about your life. And what's personal is, you know, again, uniquely dictated. Okay, so so let's let let's bring this into the situation with uh, uh, Tony Clement, and we've seen what what's happened there and the extortion and such. And then it started as an extortion uh, thing, and then we we find out that there's uh, there's more dominoes falling on this, and then all of a sudden people coming out of the woodwork saying, "Hey, you know, come to think of it, I got kind of a weird uh, yeah, yeah. response from blah 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 blah." Uh, um, wh- where's the line here? Is this what is this? I, I don't know. Where's the line what, there? Is, what is this mess? Is it people piling on? Is where did he cross the line? Where did he go wrong? Um, you know, I mean, if you're putting pictures up on Instagram uh, and they're a, a scenery shot, you can comment on those. If it's ones of you uh, in your bikini, and again, we don't have to go from one extreme to the other, yeah. like we're sharing private part pictures or anything. These are just normal everyday shots people are sure. talking about. Yeah, look, where he crossed the line is is. Um in this case, um, uh, putting himself in a position where someone was able to have information from him that he sent them. I don't think this is about whether or not he liked people on social media or whether he liked people on Instagram. It was whether or not he sent people, some specific people, information that they felt like they had leverage in order to be able to exploit him. And in that case, put him at risk. And together, as, as citizens who are dependent on some sort of uh, privacy around the particular issues that he's, he's his job is to protect for us, put us at risk. I think that's clearly the line. Uh, the other part of the line in terms of like, what's the line in terms of how many likes of someone on Instagram you should have? Uh, that is probably a personal one that the person who's posting those pictures on Instagram has the ability again to say no to. And it also probably has something to do with your own, his own relationships with his wife, for instance, and what kind of relationship they have, what kind of parameters they have as to what's acceptable or not. I'm willing to bet that his wife might have an opinion about that. So uh, is a line crossed not because of your action, but because of your intention? And and how do you discover that? I mean, someone like a, a, a politician, a public figure like we have here, uh, as soon as something comes up, people people then start to raise red flags. If this other flag had not come up, would these people have raised those flags? Well, that's, that's the question. I, I don't know if they would have raised those flags. What, on what grounds would they have raised those flags? Um, Mr. Clements liked my picture too often, likes my pictures too often. Well, then the, clearly the you know, response to that is then don't have, his, have access to your pictures. You're, you're welcome to block them. Um, but I, don't, I, don't, you know, that, I don't think that that's particularly the issue. The, the issue always has to do with my mind is, where is the potential for harm? And is there a real risk here for any of the two parties? And as the professional in this case, he has upon himself to understand the responsibilities and the risks that are more inherent to his position than maybe the other people who are posting pictures on Instagram. 
But I don't, I don't think the issue is whether or not how many pictures someone likes on Instagram. The picture, the question issue is, is he, has he put himself or the people that he's connecting with at risk for harm? And um, in this case, I don't think liking people's pictures on Instagram is the issue in terms of creating harm. Um, we saw with the Me Too movement how it, it made a, a lot of HR departments look inward, make sure things are covered, make sure uh, guidelines are known. Are we going to see the same thing with use of social media, or have we already? In terms of, like, organizations looking at yeah, who, employees? How, how you employees. interact with this and, 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 and crossing the lines of professionalism and personalism, or, or personally. I think that's happened already. I think it's pretty standard for you to know that if you're looking for employment, uh, that people will be reviewing all of your social media, or at least they have access to it, that they will be taking a look at that. It's pretty clear that, that your personal and your professional life, that, uh, that line has gotten blurred. There's more of a sense that uh, we want to see how you interact with the public because you're representing us, us as an organization, and we have particular standards that, um, you know, that we, we want uh, us to sort of be held to and uh, we would like to see how you interact with people on social media. You can't just post anything you want, uh, and you can't just um, you know connect with whoever you want in whatever way you want because it reflects poorly on us, possibly. What will we see from political parties, do you think, on this? Uh, because obviously politicians using social media more and more, a good way to get your message across, a specific niche audience, all that sort of thing. Will we see more guidelines on how far politicians can go? I mean, what's the difference between campaigning, spreading the word, networking, and what's happened here? Yeah, I, I think that, that as this moves forward, that we'll see that. We'll see these will be serving as object lessons here and, and see how would, how would it be seen by the public. I always tell my students, like, one way of knowing whether it's ethical or not is would you want it, whatever it is that you're doing, would you want someone to write a story about it and broadcast it either online or in a conventional newspaper? It's something that you're not comfortable having shared with other people that you wouldn't be proud of a good indication that you stay away from it. So, and, and you know what, and you know, coming full circle here, Theo, and that's, I think, the point that I was trying to make in the first place, is this less about social media and more about your conduct, period. If you're going to conduct yourself, whether it's in person, whether it's uh, uh, via social media or whatever, or whatever, you have to mind your P's and Q's, whatever you're doing. And as you said, uh, would you send that to your mother, so to speak? Uh, is it really less about... The, the, the method of, of distribution and more about ethics, morals. Well, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure about morals. I, I think it's about ethics in terms of, again, minimizing harm. But of course, it, it also has to do with how you conduct yourself. You're a public figure, and uh, you have to anticipate that you're going to be scrutinized differently than the average kind of person who's not a public figure. Rightly or wrongly, that's going to be the case. So you should be asking yourself all the time, like, how will people see this? What are the possible stories people would create about this? You might think that you're doing something innocent, but what are all the possible ways that people might interpret this behavior? And would you want that to be what represents you? Is this what you want to be known for? Uh, what kind of, like, story, in a way, are you trying to create about yourself um, and what kind of stories would other people create about you looking at the behavior? So in this case, you know, we go back to this whole old man uh, liking young girls' pictures, right? Mm. Okay. So it's not necessarily about the old or the young, but at the same time, what is the story that people might have about that? How might people see that? It's not necessarily illegal or uh, un, un, uh, wrong, 
But how would people perceive it? Is that how you would want people to think about you? Are you surprised uh, at the trouble this politician has found himself in? Are you surprised where this has gone? Should he have known better? You know, no, I'm not. And the reason why is just because of the people that I encounter in my practice and the fact that I am aware of, you know, what people are like. There's not, nothing surprising about, uh, about sex being important to people. There's nothing surprising about wanting to feel attractive. There's nothing surprising about being aroused by other people and connecting with them and reaching out to them. Like, these are all human experiences. So it's not surprising that politicians will be human. Um, what's, 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 uh, you know, what's important now is that what's, a, what's the response to this? I, you know, I really hope that uh, people like uh, Mr. Clemens don't just immediately get thrown under the bus. Like, I, I really hope that, you know, now we're going to go, ah, he's just a creep and he's a bad person. Like, we always seem to be surprised when we see people who we think we have this idea of as being, oh, these are really good people. Then they do something that disappoints us, and we think, you know, those are immoral activities. Now we go, well. If they only saw our sexting, Theo. <laughs> That's right. There you bring up a valid you bring up a valid point though, Theo. Is is Tony Clement a bad guy? Is are we judging him too harshly? What what do we take from this? You know what? I, I've been working with people professionally for twenty five years and I've given up trying to figure out who are the bad guys and who are the good guys. They all seem pretty much the same to me to certain degrees. I mean sometimes it's pretty you know, people just consistently just do horrible things and they don't care. But typically people in general are a mixture of, you know, good intentions and weaknesses as well. And sometimes they fall prey to their weaknesses. They have impulses that they have struggled controlling. They have issues that they haven't dealt with and that they need to resolve. It's not because they're immoral or bad people. It's because they're flawed. And I really hope that people like him uh, have an opportunity to address these flaws and get back to being productive members of society. You know, as a, as a, I think as a, as a country, we have a real hypocrisy around rehabilitation. We're all for it unless we hear about a specific person and then we want to dump hmm. them and, you know, throw them under the bus. In general, we go, oh yeah, people should be rehabilitated, except for that particular person there, because that person's a horrible person, <laughs> a really bad person. If we're for rehabilitation, we have to understand that people have flaws. They have weaknesses. They have frailties. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're bad people all of a sudden. It just means that they're probably normal, regular people like you and me have an issue that they need to address, and I hope he gets the help that he, that he really needs. Has this become too political, or is it one of those things, hey, you can't throw stones in glass houses? Well, it's inevitable that it's political. I mean, he's a political figure. It's, you know, it's become, you know, it's sort of like... Uh, but I mean, is, is one party any more clean than the others? But, but I, you know, I think that, well, I think we're all made of people. People are, you know, composed all different parties, and I'm sure that there's frailties in all parties we can find. Does it get political? Of course, it's that's the difficult part of it is that when people try to use it to benefit from them, oh, you know, whatever he's, I guess, whatever he's conservative, so that we can, you know, pile on that and maybe we'll win points for the next election kind of nonsense. I think, you know, inevitably that happens, and I think that's just kind of sad. Uh, do you have a quick tip for anybody who's uh, playing in the gray area? You know, um, I think it really matters to know yourself and to be aware of, um, you know, a little bit about your weaknesses and the things that are motivating you. And if you find yourself doing things that you really wouldn't want other people to know of, if you find yourself starting to get out of control, in other words, fighting impulses and finding yourself not strong enough to be able to overcome them, get help. Like really talk to someone to be able to help you out with that because people can do that. People can deal with the issues that are leading to these kind of impulses and resolve them and become better for it. 
Well said. Theo Sellis has been with us, registered family therapist, president of Integrity Works. Theo, as always, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. You're welcome. Take care. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.